I think a walking desk. I mean, it solves all of your problems. If you, all of your problems are, yeah. I need to be in active motion while I'm recording a podcast. Yeah. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mojo Stratus. Stratus is true cloud auto scaling technology for Magento. Built by industry leaders and cloud architects, Stratus is a revolution in cloud hosting. Magento 2, no problem. Holidays, flash sales, no problem. 100% uptime or your money back. Give Stratus a try today, risk free, and tell them Mage Talk sent you. Check them out today at magemojo.com. That's M A G E M O J O.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner, trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero, better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. Hello and welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast. I'm Philip. And I'm Kaylin. And wow. You know, I, I'm I'm never really sure what episode numbers we are on anymore. I have oh, I have a a, a Hanukkah present or a Christmas oh, Hanukkah Hanukkah uh, wow, present for everybody. Thank you. That was so, oh, not for me, for everybody. Okay. Well, for everybody. Case. I mean for you too. Okay. Um I did ask you for your address, but I haven't sent you anything yet. Whatever. Um I did we, not send the address request for the record. We have a whole slew of shows that were never published in the audio feed that were YouTube only. And so if you've missed those, they're gonna be dropping uh between now and the end of the year. Uh, I think there's seven unpublished episodes oh, uh, that darling. were from our, our live. Yeah. Oh, my darling. That's Clementine. exciting. That's so, very exciting. Uh, yeah. That's my Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus uh, gift for all of mankind. Uh, so if you couldn't be bothered to type Mage Talk into YouTube <laughs> to go check that content out uh, from back when Kaylin decided he wanted to be a, a YouTuber live streamer. Um then uh, you'll have it in your ears during the Christmas break. So yeah, you have that to look forward to. Such a long pretty time. exciting. So much isn't good that, stuff in there. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Are you excited about that, Kaylin? Uh, yeah, very, very excited. Tremendously. More and more people are telling me that the audio isn't winding up in their feed. Uh, and that person is Ben Marks, who doesn't know how to work a podcast app. But other than that, everybody else seems to be pretty excited about Mage Talk. I, I will days. say a lot of times when I... <laughs> If I check, if I check the 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 podcast feed right after I see a tweet, like within a few minutes, mm. uh, a lot of times it's not in my it's not in my feed yet. So there there might be something going yeah. on there. But yeah, there's a little something. There's speaking of something's going on. You've got a few somethings going on recently. Some goings on. Quite there's a few some goings on. on. Yeah, there's quite a few goings on. I don't know quite what order to dig into this. Uh, the first thing. <laughs> The first thing I thought would be interesting to discuss would be, mm. um, this is kind of maybe a larger topic. Maybe this is I feel the, like we could spend the entire show on just this. I do. I think it's an important topic, which is, I saw some tweets um, about, um, you know, how for agencies that are, that are discussing PWA with their clients and <clears throat> they're saying, well, you know, it's going to take so long to build this thing. We don't know. Uh, we don't know exactly when third support for third-party modules are gonna are gonna land for all the modules that you may be using. Um, 
And so trying to think about how to plan out that build or when does it make sense, I think hmm. is an interesting, I think is an interesting conversation. And I think it's something that a lot of people are having that conversation in, in one form or another. You know, for some people they're saying, Hey, is this is this ready for us yet? Does this make sense for us yet? Um so I think that's, I, I'm really curious what you think about that. I, I'm sure that everybody's having these, anybody that's client facing is having these conversations. I'd imagine. I just had this conversation today. This is what's sh- like shocking to me that this is the, the, the topic. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, Nailed the, it. Yeah. I, I, I was leaving a, I was leaving a, a client's office uh, about an hour ago and, and on the way out the door, they're like, yeah, what if we just, decided just to put this whole thing on PWA so we don't have to build it again in the future. It's right. like everybody wants to have this conversation right now. I, I think it's a really, it's astute that everybody should be having this conversation right now. I, I think for most people, the building of a PWA would probably be more frustrating uh, than not building of a PWA if you're coming into Magento 2 for the first time in January of 2019. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that aren't done that you're going to have to, you know, fend for yourself on. Um, and so I don't know that's right for everybody, but it, it might be right for a lot of people. And I'm a little frustrated that uh, 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 clients are bringing this up to me and I'm not bringing it up to them. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, it's kind of amazing to me that merchants have such awareness of this particular technology. Yeah. And, um, like that that's incredible to me because i feel like in days past uh, we were having to evangelize things like responsive web mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. i was i was maybe under the false assumption maybe we'll see it play out in 2019 but i was under the assumption that the adoption curve for pwa would be at the same pace as responsive web design we preached at something digital for like i don't know 18 to 24 months in every pitch that we did you know, that you need to do responsive and nobody wanted to pay for it uh, until someone did and then everyone did, right? And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the adoption curve was was pretty slow. But once people got on board, they got on board. Uh, we're not talking about PWA. We're not leading with PWA and our, our the merchants we're talking to are trying to pull us into it. It's um, interesting. So it's an interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's coming because... They're they're very clued into Magento and and the product roadmap and that feature set, or if it's from something bigger, it's an interesting. It seems like there's there's lots of different there's lots of different use cases. Like you just mentioned, there's a use case somebody's brand new to M2 January 2019. Right, there is somebody who's on Magento one for a while. Maybe they're in that small to mid range. Maybe they use a lot of uh, different extensions and they're planning out, you know, their next, uh, their, their migration to M2. So they're in the ecosystem, they're familiar with it, but it's a big upgrade and they have to figure out how they're going to plug in all those modules. Yeah. And you've got other scenarios where maybe there's a larger brand, there's a larger wholesaler distributor that wants to spin off a, a, a PWA that's a standalone thing. Maybe it's for a specific brand or a specific something. It kind of can live off in its own little world. Yeah. And like they can one just, use case that they can sort of pilot something just on. pilot it. That's going to be a piece of cake, right? So it, it's, it'd be interesting to think through some of these. I mean, I, I don't even really understand what third-party extension 
support is going to look like. Mm. Um, I mean, there's been, <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> I know. John doesn't have any microphone awareness yet. Uh, <laughs> we have guests in the office today, but that's okay. That's our guest. That's our special guest. We'll make you guess who the guest is, uh, who will not be mentioned. At the end of the show, stick, stick, stick with us to the end of the show for the answer. <laughs> the surprise twist. Um, so like, I don't like, I have no idea. I mean, I, I remember hearing some people talk about like, Hey, what if there's a, a different type of an uh, extension marketplace where you can pull in react components or pull in different types of uh, uh, components on the front end? Like I, I don't have a good handle for what third party extensions are going to look like right? as PWA starts to get really mature. So gosh, I, so I, I, I wanted to point something out. So I have more of an uh, awareness of what it's going to feel like or look like than ever before uh, because I went through recently, I bought uh, the West Boss uh, Advanced React. Uh, I bought it at like a Cyber Monday sale. And it's, you know, usually like I think $150 course. I got it for 39 bucks. So I went through it and I messed around with Next.js, which I've never played with before. It's really cool. And, uh, you know, doing a lot of really interesting GraphQL stuff with Prisma and Yoga and you know, a bunch of other stuff that, you know, I'd never played with and very, very, very cool. Uh, if I'm trying to plug in, you know, some, some random, you know, GraphQL data, it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Like as long as, as long as there's a data type or what, I forget what they call, uh, what they call it. Um, if there's a, uh, uh, as, as long as, if, if the type is there, uh, like a user type or an item type or a order item type, if it's there, then I can grab it and I can pretty much show it in any context. I can throw that into, you know, a, a data structure that I'm already, you know, making a query for and I've got access to it and I can just show it on the page. It's kind of shocking how easy it is. Mm-hmm. My concern in the Magento space is that Magento won't have API support for all the things that we're going to need for a very long time. So while the front end arc, like we're going to have to be rebuilding, um, we're going to be rebuilding sort of the bones of things for a long time. If, you know, this client needs things like, I don't know, gift wrap, um, you know, or a gift message, uh, well, we're going to have to build that over here for them. And then, you know, we'll, we'll have a right. component, then we have a library with components in it, then we can use that on another project. But there's going to be a lot of things we're going to be building from scratch that are like long tail features right. that won't exist in Magento proper for a long time. And I kind of, I don't love that. It's a necessary thing. Like it just is what it is, but. Well, it's a cool, yeah. like, I mean, it's a cool architecture to have these nice sure. graph, um, these nice React components that are pulling stuff out of GraphQL. Um, but it's, it seems like it's going to be a different model. Like you're not like, I, totally. I don't, like, I don't imagine extensions in st- inserting stuff into the layout uh, uh, via layout XML in PWA. Like, it seems like that, that whole model is just going to be gone at some point. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Well, so one of the one of the things that React handles really well, and I know we're we're deep in the weeds on this one thing, but um, one of the things that React does by having like an actual application in the browser is it manages state, which is a thing that all of Magento's templating uh, exists to try to solve is state on the server side. 
right, is we have to understand state so we can load a page with a fixed view of the state. That means I have to understand when you make a request to me on the server, Magento has to know, well, this is what was in their cart when this request was made, and this is who it is that made the request. So I can fill in all these gaps that are in the design, right? Like my cart items, my... And Magento, you know, 10 years ago did that differently. We did like hole punching and we did, you know, like user blocks and, you know, we had global, we had global state and we had, you know, user state and... And now we do it very differently, right? We have, you know, knockout and, and now, you know, 2019 with PWA, we're going to use React and a bunch of, you know, five years from now, it might be different still, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it, it, we're all, we're still trying to solve the same problem. We're just solving it differently. And it seems like this is the easier solution, right? Just from a, if you're a front-end developer creating a new Magento website from scratch, this is absolutely positively the easier method of creating a website absolutely. from scratch. Um, if, if you look at the work that some people are doing in this space, I'm super impressed by like Peter Yap um, over at uh, Elegentos. Elegentos? Elegentos. I forget. <laughs> Elege- I don't know how to pronounce stuff. Um, and I'm really impressed with some of the stuff they've done. That they, they, They're showing off a serverless um, you know, front end uh, on Gatsby. Uh, that they're, they've built, which is like a PWA um, React-based static website generator that's you know being hosted you know at AWS or something, and uh, but it's all serverless, right? So Magento is running as a server somewhere as a GraphQL endpoint. That's the only thing that's the server. The front mm-hmm. end is hosted as a you know as a static asset somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gosh, that is the future. No, that's where we're headed. Great. I mean, that's so, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, if you want to build on that today. Yeah, you're going to save yourself rebuilding it later. You're going to put a lot of effort into solving a lot of problems that aren't solved yet for you. Yeah. Right? And you're going to, you're, you're, you have to understand you are trailblazing. That's what you're doing. And if you're okay with that, and you're the kind of company who wants to go out and remember what was the 2018 mantra from Imagine, lead the charge. If you want to be the one that's going out and bushwhacking, right? Clearing out the thick, uh, the thicket. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to be the bushwhacker, go for it. Um, okay. You have to understand that sometimes you're going to take some branches in the okay. face, right? You're going to. So in other words, for yeah. not, so, so out of the entire customer base, let's say five to 10% are going to be trailblazers, bushwhackers. 90, yeah. Trailblazers. 90% right. of that user base. It's like, nah, this isn't the right time. This isn't going to be the right time. I, you know, it's, it's so. Uh, and, it, and it's hard, it's hard to paint. It's hard to paint with a broad brush. Yeah. Um, some of the some of the specific things. And by the way, uh, shout out to Brian Essig who was uh, tweeting some of these. Oh yeah, he's the one who sort of yeah started yeah. getting my juices flowing in this on this. Um, well, but- Anna Sturman kind of was in that conversation too, where you know they were. Uh, he was commenting on. Um, uh, oh, who is it from? Well, let's we'll get to that in a sec. Okay. Yeah, right. we'll get to that in a sec. That's a whole other thing. But but what I want to say was basically what he's saying is I have uh, and these are conversations he's having with his clients. These are conversations everybody's having with their clients. If we uh, if we want to build a PWA for you, we're going to mm. assume zero third party module support. Yep. So that that's a massive selling point with Magento that you have this this community base this, this uh, of of modules that you use that you leverage. Yep. You're going to have none of that. We're going to have to build all that stuff for you from scratch. Like 
I like, if that's the reality, like if that's the reality of a conversation that, that people are having today, my thought is like, nah, it's probably, if you ha- if you rely on a non-trivial amount of third party modules, um, it probably doesn't make sense right now for you. Man, to, I, I didn't even, you know what? I, like, I did think about that, but you said it in such an astute way that it, my brain finally wrapped around it. Every single module vendor, every one of them to be compatible in a PWA future is going to have to, hopefully they've built on Magento 2 in the right way, meaning that all of their API work is not dependent in the presentation layer, right? So if they've done everything with uh, service contracts in the right way they're supposed to, then the layer for the view is just a consumer of an API that already exists. It could be a REST API, but it just happens to be a template that's going to consume that data endpoint. My sense is that most aren't building that way, right? Mm -hmm. And so every single module vendor is going to have to undergo a process where they're creating GraphQL uh, 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 capability for their data. And Mm -hmm. then some means of here's some template you know, layout that would, uh, and, and some, you know, some, some, you know, react component, some like baseline react component that would actually surface our data from GraphQL. They are not ready for that. So yeah, you're right. That is an absolutely astute point. The whole Mm. world of third-party modules is not available to you if you're going to do that in 2019. Yeah, that's, Right. I guess. I mean, that's my, that was, that's my understanding. I I didn't know if that's the case or not, but uh, that makes it a pretty, pretty difficult selling point. Unless, you know, you're really one of those, those um, brands that really wants to blaze some trails right now. And, you know, you're okay with that. I was talking to a buddy of mine who does some, some stuff on Shopify and, you know, they, they build out a PWA and any, any additional functionality, that you need, you're going to use a, a separate uh, SaaS app, basically. You know, you want to do... Yeah, yeah, for sure. You want to do search, you're going to plug in a search uh, app. You want to do, um, you know, you want to do returns, you're going to plug in a returns app, you know. Um, so they just, you know, that's that's one approach to it. So. That's, uh, yeah, I, I think we had talked on the last episode about the 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 state of like application architecture hosting in that you're you're now hosting not one thing but three things right you're 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 hosting the uh you know the the architecture that will deliver the framework of the app to you and some of the graphql stuff right and then you're you're hosting the magento application and some people are are hosting the static content build like in gatsby like a static site generator um, and so you're, you've, you've gone from a world where three years ago, Magento was trying to do everything in PHP, including like, you know, less CSS compilation. And now they're in, you know, the other world, which is we're just going to use all the right tools for the job, which means that, you know, DevOps becomes pretty, um, challenging. Uh, and, and by the way, in the, in the JavaScript world, this is how it's been forever. Like this is, you know, no people that have been doing node for five years are like, yeah, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I don't know that people in in the PHP world are are there yet. 
So one of the things I thought was really interesting is that the, you know, uh, it was it was brought up, Jamie Maria had tweeted that, you know, who is, I guess, the founder of Deity. I'm guessing she's the founder. Um, and she's come up on the show quite a bit. So Deity's, you know, a PWA third-party theme, like an external PWA solution in Magento. And there's others, you know, View Storefront. You know, brought, brought them up as like, who's going to win the PWA challenge? And, you know, a few people kind of popped into that conversation and said something to the effect like, oh, we all win which I thought was funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's obvious Magento wins from the, you know, the perspective of I think most merchants will want to adopt what's core in the platform and not what, you know, some some third party, you know, solution might do in the ecosystem. But what do you think about Inno's, you know, approach of like there's some sort of a inherent competition? Well, right? um I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it from both directions. You know, they're sort of competing, pro- not products, but, uh, well, products. Um, and so, but but then, you know, by the same token, you know, they'll have their different use cases and things like that. And people don't like to say like, oh, we're competing directly. So it's it's <laughs> it's easier to kind <laughs> of wrap it up with, hey, we do. all win <laughs> kind of a thing. So I, I think that's fair too, you know, I mean. Do you think that there's actually a competition? Um, like, nah. I, I mean, probably between between like say Deity and and View Storefront, maybe there there you know there's like I think competition breeds innovation. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. I think there is. I mean, I think there is competition because if if you, if you're somebody that's going to use a third party um, PWA package, you're going to pick probably between uh, between those. So, you know, you're probably not going to pick both of them. Um, if, well, for right. a single. if you were, if you were going to use a third party, what would be like, wouldn't have, wouldn't timing have been your primary reason to choose a third party? Like, let, let me, let me, let me put it this way. Why in, given that GraphQL exists, GraphQL and, and, you know, a reference theme in Vinia, uh, exists today in Magento 2.3, why would you reach for a third-party solution when you will have core support for this type of a build going forward? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the question of why you'd ever use a third-party anything. I mean, if it... Uh, timing, like you said, if mm. they if they get there faster to, you know, a level of, of coverage that you need. If, you're, if you like, let's say, Vue a lot or you like React, Right, I guess that yeah, there might be a tech not like a technology stack, right? Right, right. Yeah, if there's a stack that you prefer. Uh, there's a guy I met in New York who's working on an Angular version, I think. And so, yeah, so I think those would would come into play. But certainly, the core the core of the PWA Studio is going to be the default for for probably most people. Um, yeah, that's I um, yeah, I think for like if you're if you're sort of. I, it's funny to say that someone might be risk averse and is building on PWA. Right. Because. <laughs> right. Nobody risk averse is. <laughs> you're pretty cutting edge yeah. if you're building on PWA yeah. today. Um, but I think the more risk averse approach would not be to put your eggs in a third party basket. It would be to bet on the the core platform, which to be honest with you, Magento has changed course on things many times in the past. We do this one way now, and then you know next year we're going to do it a different way, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's not saying that like whatever whatever you're adopting today won't be won't need rework ever, 
right? Like Magento as a, as a, as a platform continues to change and evolve and you're going to have to rethink <laughs> some decisions later on based on decisions that they make. Yeah. Which is, you know, I guess kind of a given in software dev. Um, especially in a platform where you don't really control every little decision that goes into everything. Absolutely. It's so interesting. We, we do some Shopify work and at something digital and, uh, for all of the conversation about, you know, no breaking changes, no, uh, no, uh, patches that need to be applied, you know, it's all these issues that, you know, just aren't problems that nobody ever has to think about in, uh, that you'll always think about in Magento that you never have to think about in Shopify. We, uh, we found that there was a, a change that was deployed that broke a few pretty well-known apps recently where the, you know, the, the apps just stop working in the front end or they're decommissioned in the back end. And then you have some front end, uh, you know, functionality or other apps that depend on functionality from other apps. And then your customers aren't happy. Um, so it's 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 ne- it's never that you don't have challenges. It's just the type of challenge changes, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, <laughs> you know, uh, one day it's like I I have a markedly lower number of ASP.NET issues in 2019 <laughs> than I did in 20 in in 2008 um, or 2009, and that's because I just don't do .NET anymore. <laughs> and I think that that's. <laughs> you know, uh, my, I still have problems. They're just different problems today. Let's face it, Magento can be a beast to run in the cloud. And that's why Stratus by MageMojo is hosting Evolved. Say goodbye to dedicated DevOps teams and complex cloud architecture. With Stratus, you get a rock-solid architecture that's built on Amazon AWS and true cloud auto-scale. Never worry about capacity planning ever again with the full power of AWS that's behind your site. Backed by Magento Cloud Architecture Geniuses at MageMojo on technologies like ECS, Kubernetes, Aurora, and also a 15-minute SLA that's the fastest in the entire industry, you can be sure that your site is in good hands with Stratus. Give it a try today, and we know you won't be disappointed. Head over to magemojo.com slash magetalk and get started. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O dot com slash magetalk. Thanks again to MageMojo for the continued support of MageTalk. MageTalk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io.
was I was talking to somebody today that does a lot of uh, work with uh, Shopify, and um, they said a big part of what they do is helping people speed up their sites because their mm. load time is really <laughs> bad. And I was like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy. Because like on the one hand- You're like, I never thought that that would be a thing. Yeah, you don't have to deal with server-side performance, but you got a ton of client-side performance mm. to deal with because people plug in different uh, extensions. They have whatever they have in there. And I guess that becomes a big issue. So yeah. Yeah, your Shopify site is only ever as fast as your slowest app. By the way, another thing that I heard, was that there was some massive um, downtime on Black Friday for Shopify. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, no. Yeah, I was surprised. I, there was a sp- specific brand somebody mentioned to me that went down and, and had they had to apologize publicly. It was like a big deal. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize that that happened. And then... Um, oh, that's funny. Apparently, they, there's issues like that that happen from time to time, but the partner ecosystem is, is starting to get better and better at kind of hiding those issues. Anyways, this mm-hmm. was, this was an off the cuff conversation. So I'm, I'm possibly just spe- spreading a uh, FUD, but it was what, interesting. What I think too. is really interesting is that Shopify had a partner blog that went out, you know, a few months before Black Friday, which by the way, they call BFCM, Black right. Friday, Cyber Monday. Right. Um, and all of the, like all of the uh, uh, tips for preparedness are the exact same as you would get anywhere else. Like how to prepare your Shopify app and site for BFCM Black Friday Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. and some of the some of the things is like don't ship new features. Go on a code freeze. <laughs> Tidy up fragile areas of your code base. You know you. Keep the UX simple. Conduct regular load testing. And I was like, I thought really? that I didn't have to do any of these things That's with funny. Shopify. It's That's interesting. You know, if you're an app developer, it's easy to underestimate the impact BFCM can have on your servers. Don't underestimate the impact on your servers. Oh wow. I was like, That's oh my crazy. gosh. I thought this was a thing that no one had to think <laughs> about, remember? That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, we all know how it actually works. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, well, and the way that they position to you know the end customer is you never have to think about anything. It's all yeah. easy, infinite scale, cloud, cloud, cloud. Speaking um, of things that you never thought you'd have to think about, uh, can we talk about this Philip Jackson LinkedIn group that's been <laughs> taking over the internet? It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I got this uh, notification on my phone that says Philip Jackson has sent you a message. And I'm like, did I get hacked? And, uh, and it was, so, it, you know, I got it. It was a Gmail notification from LinkedIn. Philip Jackson sent you a message. I was like, this is strange. And I popped in and it says this conversation, uh, yeah, seven people in this conversation. It says, Philip, 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 Philip. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I realized I've been added to a LinkedIn group with only people named Philip Jackson. So funny. And it's not not Philip Jackson with one L. It's only Philip Jackson's <laughs> with two L's. <laughs> and the, when I joined, the conversation was, should we allow Philip's with one L? And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Screw those guys, those one L'd Philip Jackson's. We don't want their kind around here, um, which I thought was really, really funny. Uh, that is an ultra niche, sp- very specific group of, uh, of people. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Very interesting. The guy who started the group, he's in e-commerce. Really? He's like a director of e-commerce for a, for an online brand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Isn't that so weird? He's got a handlebar mustache. He's, he's uh, quite the looker, that guy. Yes. Um, Ooh. Hey, uh, speak of e-commerce directors. Um, I want <laughs> nice, to, nice segue. Weighing like a beast today. I wanted to uh, mention that my buddy uh, Darren, Darren Ortsman, I think your your uh, uh, associate as well, <coughs> is mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is uh, submitted a, you know, a a request to be on the Magento Association. I know that a lot of people have been posting about the application review process for the Magento Association. And uh, I just wanted to say, I think it'd be awesome for him to, to get on the, on the association board. Um, one of the few people merchant side that I know that, you know, really wants to be involved and has always been really active in the Magento community, organizing a meetup in New York and coming events and Mm. stuff like that. So I know we've talked a lot about like merchant side representation, um, on the association. And when he told me he was, he was putting his, throwing his hat in, I thought, Hey, that's really cool. That'd be cool to see. I think that's a. I think what we need more of on in the association is, uh, I say we as if I have anything to do with anything. Um, what the community needs is broad representation from a lot of different points of view, and having merchants <laughs> uh, and merchant focused, merchant centered ideas and thinkers on the panel of you know of uh, people in in the board or in control of the board or or whatever seated on the board. Yeah sounds like a thing that we could all benefit from. I didn't submit to be on the board. Did you pull a Kalen and just decide to be lazy about it? No, I, I pulled a Philip and conscientiously decided. Decide yeah, I conscientiously decided that my days of <laughs> like seeking a position of authority, they're kind of behind me. Like I will, if, if I were asked, I might think about it differently. If someone approached me and said, would you like to help us in this way? I might approach it differently. Uh, but to raise my hand and say, I feel like I'm the best person for the job. I kind of squint at that because I don't know if it's necessarily in the thing, in the list of the things I feel like I should be doing at this moment. Yeah. Remember we were talking about essentialism, Mm -hmm. right? And, um, you just want to run, you know, if there was a, you just want to run all the time. All I want to do is just run, man. I'm bike, I'm, I'm cycling now too. That's the whole thing. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but I was like, all I want to do is just run. Can't you guys just let me run? That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Your body fat percentage is just dropping like a rock. You're starting to look yeah. like a skeleton of the man you once were. Thank you. I'm rock climbing though, so I'm trying to build muscle to get to get to yeah. combat the oh. uh, the skeletal look. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't know who I am anymore. Someone help me. Uh, You're a man on a mission. my shoulders, though, I'll tell you that. Hey. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Pranav, um, who chimed in on a Twitter thread. Uh, Pranav uh, Piyush. Uh, <laughs> with the... Um, uh, you just rush Magento. through names that you're not really sure how to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. So David Stilson had tweeted out that he was having some issues with support on Commerce Cloud. And uh, Pranav just jumped right into the Twitter thread and kind of escalated it. And um, mm. I was really happy to to see that because when I saw the tweet, I was like, ah, here we go again. You know, support issues. Um, <laughs> I've heard a lot in the past. 
But instead of it just being kind of ignored, it was like, boom, jumped right in. So I thought that was fantastic. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, hopefully, you know, a sign of improvements around, around support. So that was, uh, that was great. Really happy to see that. The, The problem is, is that in my, in my experience, the tweets that say, you know, I wish Magento Commerce Cloud had better support for enterprise <laughs> customers going live. It's sad. Little to no handholding compared to every other enterprise platform we have. And it's like 22 likes, nine retweets. Those amplifications, like they just reverberate. And when he then says, oh, yes, we had talked about this. I'd love to jump on a call. We've, yeah, it would add value to have customer feedback from us. That, that gets no engagement, like just markedly little engagement. You know, he recognizes that, you know, that they are. Except when it gets mentioned on the podcast. That's what? Right. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. The initial you know what I mean? damage gets all the amplification. Yes. The response gets, gets less. It's like a. Hey, politics in 2018 <laughs> in a nutshell, right? <laughs> There you go. If it bleeds, it leads. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know what to tell you. But uh, all we can do is uh, shine our little light of amplification on the good work that the people at Magento are doing. And uh, that's what we choose to do. So, Well, um, I'm, I'm happy that you brought it up. I'm really proud of, uh, you know, the, the engagement that Magento has and they're clued in, you know, on... Social media a little more than they used to be. It used to be that, you know, people like Ben Marks were the only people engaging anywhere. Yeah, this is good. Engagement all over the place. Yeah. I can't Um, complain about people complaining on Twitter because I use Twitter as a, you know, my complaining board sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. You've been permanently disallowed from complaining about people complaining on Twitter. Permanently disallowed. Another another um, spot of brightness on the internet I want to mention real quickly, real briefly. I recently connected with a dude named uh, Mike Sudik mm. who uh, does a, a podcast called Two Cent Dad. And uh, he's actually had some pretty cool guests on. He's had Jason Calacanis. He's had DHH. Ooh. Some interesting guests. And it's a podcast on intentional fatherhood. Nice. Uh, not sacrificing your family on the altar wow. of success. So some of the things, some of the themes that we kind of talk about, both of us being dads and excellent dad, dad, I will the say. Best. Um, and humble but I think too. it's important. I actually had a buddy reach out to me. <laughs> I'm so humbled by the excellence that is my, <laughs> my dadship. Um, but I know there's something that, you know, anybody that is a dad out there thinks mm-hmm. about a lot and, and, and probably feels like you're not doing the greatest job a lot of the time or you wish you could do better. And I had a buddy reach out and say, hey, you know, I, I, I saw you tweeted that podcast and it's something I struggle with. How can I be more present with my kids and stuff like that? So that's a good uh, podcast to check out. And um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. No relation whatsoever to Magento. No, I we, um, we need more of what? we need more of the no relation to <laughs> Magento sort of things. I agree with that. I think you and I are probably pretty intentional, trying to be objective. Uh, I can be way more intentional. <laughs> about, yeah. you know, being present for my kids. It's really tough. You know, like I, I, I'm torn between the, do you work hard now 
right? Do you work hard now so that you can have, or do you just run? Do you just run? I just want to run. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. I just want to run. And will you guys just let me run? That's all I'm asking. Um, but do you, do you work hard now while the kids are smaller? Right. Cause I've heard it both ways, you know, like put in the hard work now. And, you know, later on when there's real life happening, you know, then, then you're more available. Like those, those times are more precious. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard people say that. Mm-hmm. I think that doesn't sound right. Like on the face of it, it doesn't sound right. It's like, well, aren't kids affected later on more by what you do now mm-hmm. than what you do later? Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't yeah. want to be absent then. Like, how about this? I just never want to be absent. How about I always yeah. want to be present? And, mm-hmm. and there is, there's a little bit of a trade-off. I, I also sort of wrestle with, and I've not listened to this podcast. I don't know if they talk about this at all. Maybe you can give your input. But I wrestle with the, this idea. It's a modern construct, right? It's a very, very, very modern construct that we have to be home and with our kids all of the time. Full, mm-hmm. full stops at each word. Because mm-hmm. in reality, uh, that's not how humanity had been up until you know, modern times and the conveniences of modern life. Um, are we better for it? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Uh, we definitely had a high infant mortality rate at one point. So, <laughs> you know, histo- we're at an all-time historical level. It's nice to have that uh, behind so can't, us. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't argue with that. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I totally know what you mean. I think that, you know, and as somebody that works from home uh, and is at home a lot, you can end up having a lot of time that isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily quality time. That's right. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, I, you know, that's something that I uh, will feel bad about. Like if I'm spending time with my kids or with the family, mm. kind of zoned out, not really there. Um, I've been trying to think about things kind of, kind of incrementally, you know? So I think in the past I've thought like, man, like I'm, I'm not doing a good job. I got to just change everything. I got to just be a perfect dad all at once. Mm. And I'm really just trying to find incremental chunks, you know? So for example, something as simple as dinner time, you know, like in the past, we kind of rushed through it. We didn't really have that much conversation. Maybe we had our phones at the table and, and now we're just trying to carve out more time. So we're trying to carve out a nice hour to no phones, just talking, just having conversation. And that's a pretty, pretty basic thing, you know, uh, on, on one level. But a lot, of, a lot of us may not even have that, that time of connection. So, you know, taking that and then, and then finding other chunks throughout the day to, to have kind of like intentional time with the family is kind of what I've been trying to do and just, just building little by little. Um, and, and realizing like, you're not going to be perfect. Like you, you may not be really able to be fully present, like all day long with your kids. Like that's a tough thing to do, you know? Um, so anyway, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, honestly, for like self-preservation, sometimes I'm like, will you please go away? (laughs) And I'm, and I'm realizing like, I need time for myself. Like I need, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I need to get out. I need to be physically active. I need to, all those things help me to be present with them for then the time that I am present with them. Um, so I, I start to notice if I'm just kind of like restless and I'm, I'm just kind of going bonkers, I might need some time to myself so that then I can be more 
present with them later on. Um, so yeah, it's well. Speaking speaking of which, I I think that we could all learn a little something from that. So let's say if you don't have kids, right? I I think it's important still that you take time for yourself and you, you know, I, one thing I'm I'm realizing is that almost everything I do requires interaction with the screen. Yeah. And, and that in and of itself can be very distracting, right? Like I'm not doing a single task when I'm interacting with a screen, I've got many things happening. And so, you know, for me, it's, you know, you've, you've made fun of the running quite a bit on this particular show. Um, and I'm telling you, all I want to do is run. That's all I want to do. Okay. I wish you guys would just all let me run. That's all I want to do. But the, the, the truth is, it is incredibly, especially when I'm, you know, I do a lot of trail running, it's focus and it's attention and there's yeah. no distraction. If you're distracted, you know, you're going to fall down and you're going to kill yourself. Um, and, and especially when I'm out on a long run, I empty out my mind. I do not, you know, I don't have a screen in yeah. front of me. I focus on breathing. And, and if you can get into that meditative, you know, state, uh, I think you're better for it as a person. Absolutely. And, Take it from me, go back after this, turn this episode off, go back and listen to like episode five of Mage Talk where I'm talking about work, yeah. work, work, blood, sweat, and tears, 80, 90 hour weeks. I'm a different person yeah. now. So, you know, try to, try to, is that always necessary? I think sometimes it's necessary. I don't think it's always yeah. necessary. Um, and you have to try to find a balance that works for you in your life, you know, whether you have a family that depends on you or not. Yeah. I mean, I've been, um, you know, and for me, I'm not running really, but I'm doing a lot of walking. I take my dog for a walk. So I'm, I'm walking. Yeah, all for, you ever want to do is walk. Yeah. I'm walking for yeah. like three, like sometimes two, three hours a day. And, wow. You know, like three times <laughs> for like 45 minutes a day. Yeah. And so, um, I, that's really helpful for me and you get out there and your, your mind is in a different place and, and then trying to find balance between those chunks of the day where, you know, you're physically active, you're giving your brain a chance to kind of breathe a little bit. And then chunks of the day where you're focused, where you're getting work done, where you're doing creative work, just been trying to balance out the schedule, uh, better so that you're, you know, um, doing different things and kind of being fully present with, with each of those activities and stuff. So, uh, we're, we've gotten, we've gone full self-help guru here towards the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. I'm sure everybody turned it off, but for those three people that stayed on, I, I just want to thank you. I'm impressed by your commitment. Um, either that or you're, you're doing the dishes and you, you don't, you don't have a chance to unplug your earbuds in either case. We, uh, we appreciate you. We certainly do. Um, and I think we're about at our time, Philip. What do you? I think we kind of are. Thank you, uh, Kayla Nifer. We. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I feel like when you say Philip now, it's it has a little bit of a like bite to it. Like you're. Did you notice that I just used your whole name? Um, I get it. All right, I get it. Uh, great. Thanks for listening to Mage Talk. Uh, go subscribe. You can like and subscribe and leave us a five star. 
uh, over at Apple Podcasts. I love how and now, on, even when I do try to use your full name, you're still not happy about it. Like, there's nothing, yeah, there's just absolutely nothing I could do that you'd be happy with. Let me just say this. There's nothing you could ever do that would make me happy. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I interrupted your, your close. I love it. That was such a good exit. I hope the outro music's playing right underneath this whole thing right now. This would be really, really, really nice. Be perfect. Uh... <laughs> Have a great week. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Have a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Peace.